muted, correct? You guys can hear me? Yes, that's a yes. Okay. No one's nodding in the wrong direction, so that's a good sign. Your mama came is uh, over somewhere on the couch there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So last night we started to introduce some of the heterim. We had the overview from Abachanon, Chavala, Klala, Lashon Hara, all have a term when you're trying to help the person. Now, we have to go back and focus on Chavala Batzma, which is Asugya. When is it mutter? When you're trying to do something positive, when do you have no Rishus and Bailis on your body? Which is most of the time, we paskin, Ein Adem Roshai Lach We saw in the Torah, Torah brings the Shita the Ramah, who says, Roshai Lach we paskin, Ein Roshai. Question is, what are the exceptions? So, go now. We have a marmokam in between, which I hope to get back to. That's the Mechaz Chinuch. Go to page 15. Ramesha has more than three chuvas. We're going to focus on three of them. With these three, we'll try to get some of the rules and regulations according to Ramesha. There's going to be the important machlek, as I was alluding to in the last couple of nights, and that is how to learn this Rambam. So that's going to be crucial over here, and you're going to see clearly how Ramesha wants to learn, and he brings the possible dissenting opinions and how they're going to learn. And what's interesting is, it's very rare in the Igris Moshe for Ramesha to end up with a bit of a tzarachim and a lachalamaisa, where he doesn't use the word tzarachim, but he's going to use the word in two out of three chuvas. He's going to use the word, well, if they want to do it, you shouldn't be meicha. That's very rare. It shows you how complex the sugi is. And this is a, it's a big deal, so to speak, in the sugi. We're talking about a possible Issa Dereis over here. Learned out from Yayin, Nazir, La Yosef, possibly a Chiyav Malkus. We're talking about Chavala. It's a serious, serious Isser. And the parameters of Chavala Batzmai, which seem to be coming up a lot in modern age. Ramesha has three chuvas, and you're all going to think of other examples as we go through these Chuvas and the parameters, even at the end of Ramesha's Chuva to Ramesha, are not that clear, and that's why he's going to use a lotion of Ein Limchas Viyadam, which sort of means it's a serious sister. Why do it? But if somebody wants to do it, you don't have to stop them. So I don't usually read to you the last page of the book before we get there, but that's just the coming attraction as Ramesha develops this. Uh, we're going to start with the first one, which is the most controversial. They're all pretty. Um, I say the most controversial because I saw. I assume right after Sheer, first you do Chazar yourself with all the Marmachemists, and then somewhere between then and the time you go to sleep, you probably have dinner and you discuss with your wife some of the highlights. So I, on occasion, warn you to be careful what you say. This is one of those chuvas. And you'll see why. Because on page 15 of your handout, for all I know on Zoom, I don't know who's listening, maybe your wives are on already. It's not going to be anything insulting for them. It's just going to be something more nagaid to them. So you've got to be careful. And it's about dieting. Dieting is a very sensitive topic. Um, men get sensitive about it too, but the first chilek Ramesh is going to make pretty early on is that if you're doing this for health purposes, then there's no shayla. If it's better medically to be thin of course you can go on a diet. That's Nishmartam Lanashasechem. Armaisha is going to say that quite clearly. The Shaila will be when it's not for health reasons and dieting could be not so gishmak because you're a little hungry 
and maybe sometimes painful if you're doing it for vanity reasons, which for Nashim Sitkanias, Lachar is perfectly fine. There's no Musser issue with the vanity. That might be a Musser issue for a man. If a doctor says you're skinny enough and he insists on getting thinner, that might be a Shailov Lo Yilbush or Hashkafik Lo Yilbush. But for women, it's not. And the um, title of the Tshuva and the Tshuva is about uh, what's by and large a Shailov for Nashim. Is it mutter? Is it a mitzvah? Is it aser? Is it debatable? And again, we're not talking about for health, as he will spell out. So take a look at Simon Samachay on page 15. Hine bedavra diet sha'adam noik midas achilas diet, whatever that particular diet is. And since Tavshin Lamid, there have probably only been a mere 79,000 types of diets in the market, and counting daily or hourly. So. Amisha says most diets have one thing in common, and that is you are restricted in your eating, which is going to ring a bell because Anazar restricted his wine intake for 30 days, and according to Abelazar Copper, got, got into some, I can't say trouble because it's a mitzvah to do, but he um, had to have something as an apparatus for Kapara, and that is one of the two Makaris we have for this sister, besides La Yesif Pen Yesif. So starts off already bavarni. He says it's at least as bad, but it's probably worse than the tsar somebody has of not having wine. You don't have wine, well, depending how used to it you are in the first place. But here you could be hungry. We learn from here that not only can't you cause yourself minor discomfort of withdrawing from wine for 30 days, you can't do something that's very uncomfortable or downright tsar. We saw that tesis in the first marmakam we had in Baba Kama. And Tesis says that even with tsar chazasa, the whole machlek is whether Adam Rashai, Lach Baba Asma, ain't Adam Rashai, is a question of degree because nobody holds you could do it for frivolous, nonsensical reasons, and everybody holds you could do it if you have a very important reason and it's not gay to overall health. So Shai lives if you have a reason, but the reason is not too gishmak. Do you have rishos to do that? And we paskin you don't. And Taisa says, therefore, let Tzairach, even though it's your Tzairach and some might agree with you, it's still a problem. And Taisa's example was the lady who was embarrassing herself to get some oil in her hair, which you couldn't afford. It's a tzairach, but it's not enough. The money will play a big role because the next tshuva after this is about a guy giving blood where they used to pay for it. I don't think they do that anymore. But they used to pay for giving blood. And there was a panasa on the guy needed the money. So Amesha is going to go back and discuss the idea he's going to develop now. He's even referred to that tshuva over here. And he's going to say, well, tzairach is relative. And Taisa seems to say that if it's not an absolute tzairach, it's going to be a problem. Which is why this dieting is such an issue. Kasa teitzisham first alan demasla ella dasafi l'tzerach sha'erizeh katra. He ne pashit. So Moshe starts off. Let's get out of the way of the health issue. Pashit she'elo neigim ba'dayit lu'afuish la'yichel la'istakin va'day she'aim malafakvig. If it's healthy and the doctor tells them either it's healthy long term or you're very unhealthy now and you got to go on a diet, there's nothing to discuss. Lal zed don katra kvatarasa wrote in the shaila. Chesel Shraga Weinfeld is not asking that, and he's not rightfully so, because it's not a Shiloh. 
ends up a chlal hal tzayr shakasva taisus lesser shahu mehavachas mamun. Taisus is talking about we're trying to make money on the oil that's smashed in the driveway. Lahagdil tzayr alames, or you're hitting yourself and you're cutting yourself, which besides being a separate as the raisa srita, is an issue of going overboard when you're doing too much kriya leyelena alames or some other tzayr. If it's overall health and you're even a little healthier, that's fine. You don't have to be doing something that's different to life and death. If the doctor says to somebody, if you don't go on a diet tomorrow and lose 80 pounds, it's going to be very dangerous. It doesn't have to be that. The tsar of any possible machla, even something relatively benign, but it's still a machla, or even the nervousness of getting sick, that's more tsar than the diet. So then, in all these cases, you're certainly allowed to go on the diet. You're a little hungry, but you're looking forward to the day the doctor is going to give you 110 on your health test. He's obviously more nervous about his health, rightfully so. And again, even if it's not inviting a serious sickness, but health is health, and shmartem is shmartem, you should be focused on it. You have to follow the doctors, and you should go on the diet, and you should follow their diet to the T, and everything should get healthier and healthier, and that's not the shayla. So what is the shayla? Rock, next paragraph. Rock al elu noshim. is badayat. Now again, there could be men who are doing this also, but that might be an issue of um, getting into an area of vanity, which for Nasha might be a mitzvah. That's uh, I'm actually going to discuss now. For men, might be, or probably would be an Avera. And at least a Hashkafic lo yobush. Not really putting something on, but you're doing something, or rather not doing something, that women do. And for women, it's fine. I don't think that that concept came up in our year-long share of lo yobush, so... Somebody remind me if we uh, get into the safer to add that one. That's an interesting one. And I think it's a little hard to pin it because he's not doing anything. He's just not eating. But if he is constantly looking at his list of what he can eat and which vegetables and how many carbs, and it's all for vanity, that whole misa, that whole regiment uh, would at least be hashkafik lo yobush, if not worse. So rock. So we're not dining on the vanity. There's nothing wrong with trying to look even nicer for Nashim, the problem is they're causing themselves tsar. So, I don't know, we've seen many diets come and go, and one of the one of the sugiyas I'm not really into, I'm not sure why, but uh, I haven't, uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, been any of them, but I've dealt with a lot of shilas of people on diets. One of the most fascinating ones over the years, was like 10 years ago when it was the rage, uh, people ask me all sorts of shilas and kezesim of Shabbos and Yontif and challah and matzah. And after the first the two, one or two callers, I said, why, why are you asking? All of a sudden, you're, you're learning the sugi of shirim? Chaznish shirim, chayim na. He says, no, I'm on an Atkins diet. So I said, oh, what's that? They said, well, it's one of the more delicious diets you could be on. You can eat all the red meat, chicken, I don't know, that whole list. Yeah, anybody know about this? This is like 10 years ago, I don't remember. But it was a very, um, in his opinion, non-restrictive diet, but the carbs and the other things were a problem, and that's challah. Uh, so um, I try to find out if the good Dr. Atkins allowed any kazasim and what the parameters were, but it certainly 
caused a lot of shaylas, serious shaylas, like making a bracha and washing of Yeran Vagabeya and being Yetzia Metzi and potting the other food and a Suffolk benching. It, it's Kazai uh, Samatza. So is that diet still around? No one here would know. Yeah. But uh, it is still around. Is it still popular? Yeah, there's a spin on it, a ketone diet that's very popular. Okay, ketone diet. So as long as um, they're, are they cutting out all the challah? <laughs> and the, because you gotta really, you know, Shabbos Yantiv, just as an aside, no, it's well, brachas. You can take days off, so Shabbos Yantiv, you it can, just, uh, it just stops. It just stops, okay. Okay, so anyway, that was the rage then, and a certain kufa. We got many of them, and uh, for the men who are doing it, they're doing it for health, the women can do it for health, and they can also do it for this. The problem is, most diets are pretty hungry. This guy, I remember, the first guy who called me gave me a whole description. He said, it's really very enjoyable. I remember I met him a year later. I asked him how it was going. He said, it's not. So why not? He says, you know, you can get sick of chicken and meat after a while, um, which is part of this truva because if it becomes a tzara later on, the fact that you're enjoying it because <laughs> it doesn't help you too much, you still need a heter. And that's what Amish is going to be discussing over here. Again, that was not a shtach or a push or an advertisement for Atkins. I'm just giving an example that I'm bavarning. Some of you might be asking, well, I have this diet and I, have, I don't feel I'm missing anything and it's really geschmack. And that's the first and last diet I heard where people actually said that for like almost a year until they got sick of it. If... Um, I'm sure the, the, the diet industry is very innovative. They're always trying to get people involved for good reason. L'shma and L'shem Mom and Harbe, that's fine. You want to make a panasa. But the problem with every diet is people often have the Yates hard to go off because they're hungry or they're missing certain foods. And that's what this second half of the truth is going to be about. Is there a license to do that just for vanity? Even though the vanity is not a tiny over here. So let's go back. And Rosh is assuming again every diet has some element of tsar. Which we will get to probably tomorrow night. That's giving the blood to Dover Now, let me explain. This is the key line in the sugya. And he will explain it more when we get to the giving of the blood. Ramesha points out that it's not shayach if somebody wants to trade in a hanah that they enjoy for another hanah they enjoy more. It's not shayach to say it's aser. Listen carefully, because this is the key lumdis in the sugya according to Ramesha. He says, Ramesha is talking about somebody who the Nazir, who's giving up Yayin, and we allow him to do it, we encourage it if he's doing it for the right reasons. He's doing it for Ruchni's Dikka reasons. He's not replacing the Hanah of Yayin with another Gashmi's Dikka Hanah. It's just we allow him to do it because there's an overall Hanah, and that's why it's Mutter. Well, that's along the lines of what Mesha is saying. He says, you can't do something that's causing overt Tsar. If you're drilling into your hand, you're scraping your, your skin, it's causing Tsar, you can't get paid for that. And the reason is because you don't have bilis in your body and you can't cause yourself pain, even if it's going to heal. But if you're giving up something and uh, from a scale of 1 to 10, the wine was on all of 8, and you're giving that up and somebody's paying you $100 a day to give up that wine, so if you decided your price is $100 and you get 9 points of anah for getting $100 a day, losing 8 points for not drinking wine, you're a point in the black in economic terms that means you're point ahead so Ramesha says that's fine 
you have to be giving up something either equal or greater. You can't be in the red. So he says, that's true when you're giving up a hanah. But he's not giving up a hanah. You're trading in one hanah for another hanah. No. So how about if somebody pays you $100,000 to get lots of cuts and bruises? This is a very important shayla. Not that lamaisa, but it does come up once in a blue moon. $100,000, I don't know what the pricing is, to get lots of cuts and bruises and uh, bleeding all over the place, but chances are you'll survive. And the reason you're doing it is because the hana of $100,000 per fight is more geschmack than all the bruises. Says Ramesha suggesting that's mutter. The answer is, of course not. Ramesha says that's the whole chilik. If you're getting hurt, if you have positive tsar, you might like money more, but you have no hetan to tsar yourself. If you're giving up a luxury, you're giving up a hana, and you're placing it with another hana, then you're not giving up hana, you have more hana. When the guy's getting beaten up, and he's getting paid a huge amount of money, he's not having hana as he's getting beaten up. He probably thinks about the money before he steps in, then he probably thinks about the money after he's recuperating, and we hope it was worth it. But that didn't make the process one of hana. If you're not drinking wine, Ramesha suggests, but you're getting a dollar a minute, or whatever it be, you're having hana at that time. I'm, I'm putting in more of a svar for Ramesha, because Ramesha is suggesting this far now, and he's going to use it for the for the making money and the bloodletting soon, but that's going to be a problem because then you're having actual tsar. But Ramesh is suggesting that you have to make a chilip between tsar, over a tsar, and giving up hana. That sounds like a very clean, clear-cut lambdas. It's not going to be so easy to apply, even for Ramesha, even in this shuva with the dieting. But I'm putting it out there to tell you what he's been getting at. I mentioned the case, you're probably wondering, me who's there, they's a who, where can you think of a crazy case where somebody's get beaten up and bloody to make $100,000? So I don't know what they make. But there's something in America called boxing. And it happens to be in the 30s and 40s. A lot of Jewish boxers are there because it's hard to get a good job. And the law firms that were Jewish weren't formed yet. That was a response to the Waspi law firms. And uh, you, you had to make a panasa. And uh, some of them were actually were quite, uh, were quite good. There was one that became a Baal Tshuva, And he's very close to the Chaznish. And it's very interesting because in the biographies, it talks about his relationship with the Chaznish. The Shaisa used to ask when he was still fighting. And Chaznish talked to him about davening and about different things in Amuna. And looking at the sugya, I'm wondering, as Gir said, I don't remember where I saw the biography, but it doesn't sound familiar that Chaznish told him to stop. Now, that's not a riot, as it could be where he was holding. He was coming from again. I think he was once from, he went off. And he's coming from, so it could be the Chaznish wanted to pick the battle and didn't want to give him any sign he couldn't pass. So I can't prove it. I think somebody mentions me. There's one boxer today that also became Balachuva. And I'll tell you, the angle of Huckle, besides getting beaten up in the ring, you could get killed, Rahman al-Islam. That already is a calculated risk, and that, as we've seen from different sugis, Kirlov and Osias Nafshoi, that's our most famous shuva to the basketball player, which is far more benign than boxing. They're not supposed to be killing each other on the basketball court. Maybe they are sometimes, but a foul here, an elbow there. Ramosha says you're allowed to put yourself in an element of danger that's calculated that many people would do. Does boxing fit into that? I don't know. I think most people wouldn't. Does that mean because they can't, because they didn't train their whole life, or they're not willing to take the risk? It's far more dangerous than even tackle football. So I'm not sure for Panasa will be mutter, but let's assume that would be mutter for Panasa. So the danger element, calculate a risk, making very good money, let's assume that's mutter. I'm not sure, but let's assume that is. The shaila is, 
even if it's mutter ke'elav and nosias nafshi, you're allowed to take risks above and beyond any normal risk-taking in regular civilian life and for recreation, because you need to panasa. But what's the head to get beaten up? He's getting bruised. Like, right, that's a psikresha. There's nobody going into that ring. You're not getting bruised very heavily, bleeding, bruised, black and blue marks, everything. Scratched. So, what's the heter? So you say he's making $100,000. A million dollars, whatever he's making. But that's actual chavola. That's actual tsar. Ramesh's whole chilik is that that's not going to be mutter. So it's interesting. Everyone going in thinks that they'll for sure not get harmed at all. No, 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 no. There's nobody, I don't know much about the sport. But but I remember this guy was getting pounded. The guy, the Chaznish's Talmud was getting pounded. I don't even know if he ever won a Talmud. This back in the 30s or 40s. I don't, I don't know when it was. I, I I can't imagine, no matter how good he is, I think the other guy is supposed to be throwing punches, no? I, you yeah, got to block it. If you block a punch, you got a bruise. That's it. But is it definitely a grace or it's, uh, it's the it's first a, punch? If the first 10 seconds he doesn't get near you, the other guy shouldn't be in the ring. They're paying, they're paying him money that he doesn't deserve. I can't, again, I don't know, you have to ask a maven, but I would imagine, so I have a bigger issue based on this sugya with that part than the danger part, because the danger you could say, he's making very good money, it's calculated rich, most people, uh, risk, most people survive, and Kilovan so then that's okay. So, what, so if anybody, we'll get back to the boxes, if anybody wanted to go into it, if you guys have been training after Sheer, uh, you'll speak to me, but I, I, tackle football is a similar problem. Uh, because I, there's probably bruises, uh, sick ratio every single game. But um, te- technically, guy's a quarterback, and uh, he has uh, guys in front of him. Nobody ever gets near him, which I, that would be the case. So then maybe you could say it's not a sick ratio. Lamaisa, Lamaisa is about to introduce this chilek. So let's see it inside. Uh, first one line again is uh, Simon Kufkimo, four lines down. To make money or any other hana, you could trade in the hana of drinking wine for another hana. The whole reason he misses the wine because he loved wine, he's replacing that great desire in Gashmias for something else in Gashmias. Or in the Nazar's case, for some fulfillment in Ruchnius. And obviously he likes the money more than he likes the wine. This chilek is obvious, even though the application is going to be a little difficult. And the Nashim who are doing it for vanity reasons, which is nothing wrong, so it's perfectly fine, they are making a conscious decision they want to go on the diet, even though they have pangs of hunger, because they feel they'll look better. And Ramesha says, you're giving up one hana from another hana. Now, what Ramesha is suggesting over here, that's what's so important in the sugya, the chalukim are going to get very dark. Ramesha is suggesting that when you're on the diet and you're sort of fasting, you're not in pain. You're just not getting the hana of being able to have your ice cream sundae whenever you want, or as many carbs, or a second pizza, whatever it is. But you're not in pain. Now, they call it hunger pain. So, Shai Liz, what level of, of pain, perhaps? So, he's going to get into that soon. Certainly by a young girl who's looking for a shidduch. Not that she needs to do that, but she feels she wants to. Obviously, there are many, many, many women making this conscious decision, and they're okay with it. 
Aval, first one line. Hetezeh, who mitzar menias advar mesukim. He says, this would only apply if you're having tzar from the diet. So what are you missing? Most diets try to get you away from the real culprits that aren't very healthy in the first place and very fattening. Sugar and fats and, and white flour and more carbs than you need. So that hana, the used to, the ice cream, the pizza, the sugar, that is minias hana. So that fits very well into our Moshe's chilik. So she's basically choosing one hana, the other hana, to look better, to be thinner, and she's getting rid of the hana of the extra ice cream, let's say. And she'd rather prefer that. So that's fine. So you could trade in one hana for the other. Now Ramesha says this is the problem, the gray area. It's hard to know in a diet when are you just uncomfortable because you can't have your fix of sugar and ice cream and, and white carbs. And when are you really hungry, in which case it's hunger pains. And that's tzar, that's like cutting yourself. And that Ramesha says for all the money in the world, that's not going to be mutter. And that's what Ramesha gets into right now. That's the difficult point. In ba diet, if she's good in Hungary and she has hunger pains, even though there's no chashash, she's getting sick, which could get dangerous also, but let's assume there's no chashash. That's not a tsar that's coming. They're used to a type of eating chocolate, and now you're not eating chocolate. I, I leave it to the psychologists in the group because Ramesha is introducing that a lot of this will be a gray area, and I'm going to further complicate it by saying that the way they discuss it, they talk about somebody's really hooked on something and they have withdrawals, and it's not just in the mind. It's like almost a chemical reaction. So it could be that way with wine, with drugs. So, Mr. Shaila, are you, I'm paying you $1,000 to stay off, so are you replacing one hano with the other, or are you having real pain, but you want to do it for the money? The difference is also a mutter. That's why Moshe himself, even though he developed his chilek, he says the chilek is push it, but the application to dieting, he's not too happy about, because how do you make the chilek when it's hunger, pain, versus just a withdrawal symptom that's in your mind that you're replacing with a different hano, like looking better. Which Ramesh will say right now. That's already also like Chavo Bagufa. According to this, it would be also to go hungry, to starve themselves in a way, not dangerously, because that's causing overt sire, and that's on the other side of the sugya. And that should be also top line. There, Moshe says, "Well, maybe a limitzchus of a hochazinim b'megillah da zayinim abeis dika lefamim shagam ra'avon nasa mitzat tovim alcholim shenimsa shagam tzar ra'avon tolu v'tayvus hana." And that's why I mentioned the psychological slash chemical reaction, the enzymes in the stomach, and all the other things playing. Gemar Megillah talks about where they were going to a perm suda, and they went to another perm suda, and Abai is giving you this all sorts of meisim there, and says, I, "I had so much deep on the first one, and then they serve such." Delicious food, and there's a big mitzvah. Eat on perms, I ate all over again, even though I thought I was very full. So you see that for good food, there's always room. So are you hungry because the body's really missing it, or are you hungry because you're used to eating this quantity and these types of food, and now you feel like you have hunger pains? It's a little bit difficult to figure out the difference. And sometimes years later, you figure out the difference because when you're used to getting off the things you shouldn't have been on in the first place that are not so healthy, you get used to the diet, and you're not going to feel it anymore. But it's hard to know.
says there are many diets you shouldn't be hungry the diets are set up each one's trying to be medically proven that it's healthy and you're just getting rid of the sugar and the and the, and the, the other garbage and it shouldn't be in your system and it really is better for you you just got to get used to it that's just many she's trading in that on all the chocolate and the ice cream for the Yoifi and the Noi. Lochain, Afshiesh Tam Lesser. So Hamesha ends. Very unusual. He basically said, well, it'll depend. If it's real tsar and you're really hungry and it's a bit painful, it's Osser, because you can't be a tsar yourself for any benefit. And it's just giving up things and you miss it. So now you're getting something in return. Even though it's not happening right now, it's going to be longer term. So. He says there's a reason to Asr for the first reason, a reason to Mata for the second reason. As I warned you, that's a fascinating which means he's not ready to say at the beginning of the paragraph, it sounds like he was going to say it's clearly mutter for women if they feel the gain for them, for the Nai and the Yafi, and it's fine. And that's not real tired, giving up on Nah. But then he says, well, what if they're really hungry? And it's uh, a little bit uh, causing tire to the body. So he ends up, which means, in Ramesh's opinion, if it's not health-related, going on a diet even when you're allowed to be trying to look even better than you look in the first place, is not so posh it, depending if you're suffering or just missing some sugar. That's quite a, a serious thing. It's an extremely common shayla. Now, you might want to discuss other things over dinner afterwards because uh, you have to know whether it pays to even uh, start the discussion. But I think most people are level-headed. The women are certainly going to be level-headed about it. And if they feel they're bizarre, they're not going to do it. Uh, so they just feel they're giving up and they're eating healthier. That, Ramesha says, is fine. Uh, I would encourage, while we're on the Shalom Bayes uh, schmooze, uh, I've had a couple of cases of... Um, I've had thousands of cases of good halachic Shalom Bayes questions. It's uh, always a nachas when people realize that the uh, Shulchan Aruch and the Shas and Peskim has something to say about every single case. When I, when I came out with my first uh, series on spousal responsibilities, they asked me if it's a Shalom Bayes year. I said, it might enhance Shalom Bayes, but it's really all the halachas that people think don't exist and all, in Ev- all of Evan Ezer and other places. Uh, of the Shibudim responsibilities and uh, what you, everybody's supposed to be doing. So I, in these types of discussions, uh, came out a couple of times wouldn't mean no get to anybody listening or anybody you know, but in case you ever bump into somebody, where I sort of found out, and it didn't take that long, that uh, his wonderful Aisha Chayel didn't really want to be on that diet at all. And she was only on it because the husband kept insisting. That's pretty, um, pretty brutal. <laughs> pretty lethal, and uh, the husband should not be... If anything, it will be a, a great compliment if you can mention the Ramesha holds is even a Shaila, and you don't really need it anyway, and therefore... Why get into the Shiloh? That'll always score you some points and let them decide. But Ramesh is raising a very serious issue, and that is maybe it's an Issa Deresa because you can't really cause yourself tire, and it's only Mania Sana, and that's hard to figure out. But a couple times when I figured out, uh, I made a mental note, I try not to say anything against any other spouse when they're both on the phone. So next time I got a chance to talk to the husband, I mentioned to him, you know, you really shouldn't be pushing the agenda so much unless it's really a health issue. And he was sort of like pushing that, uh, you know, you exercise more and go on the treadmill. So I said, why don't you go on the treadmill? He said, I'm too lazy. So I said, sounds like you're projecting your shortcomings on somebody else. So uh, it was quite interesting. And that, that's not a good way to enhance uh, anybody's self-esteem unless uh, 
it's uh, it's really a health issue. So that's just the uh, shalom bias aside from a couple of experiences of uh, witnessing that. Okay, so that's Ramesh's theory again, and how he's going to apply it to the um, to the blood. But we're out of time, so we have to wait for the bloodletting and the giving of the blood tomorrow, and the giving of the plasma, which is a big mitzvah. And we will miss Hashem discuss that tomorrow. Have a good evening. Hatzlach Harabah. Good night, Rabbi. Kaltov. Good to see you today. Kaltov.